0: I am going to speak to you once again this week on the uh, general subject of the Holy Spirit and the necessity of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I know that last week was Pentecost Sunday, but I want to speak to you again on it because it's still in my heart, and this is exhaustive anyway. We can't really exhaust this area of need that we have to uh deal with and and and, and I want to talk about holy spirit because he's changed my life so evangelist tim inlow he wrote a story a long while back and and um shared it with uh, us pastors and I want to share that with you today after receiving the holy spirit in one of his services, Tim instructed this lady who'd received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. By the way, I'm going to say it up front. You will hear me say the Holy Spirit many times today, but you will also hear me say Holy Spirit straight up. Why? Because he is a person. And so we don't say the Jesus or the God. We say God. We say Jesus. And so we should say Holy Spirit, in reference to him in his personhood. And so, but in his acts, sometimes we have to uh, use the phraseology, the Holy Spirit, so that you understand what's happening in context. And frankly, when you read the Word, you're always reading the Holy Spirit, not just Holy Spirit. So that's what we uh, are, uh, why we do the things that we do, and that's why I do what I do. And so you understand that today. But Tim Inlow, the evangelist, instructed this lady who had received the Holy Spirit baptism to immediately expect to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so at work the next day, a Catholic workmate was crippled with arthritis and uh, she had uh, complained of pain to her. And so this lady who had just received Holy Spirit baptism felt quickened in her spirit and immediately said to the woman, can I pray for you? And the woman said, but of course. And so she immediately and quietly prayed for the woman, put her hands on her head and prayed over her to be healed. The woman stopped her mid prayer and said, hold on. Um, am I supposed to get hot on my head? And the woman that was praying for her said, I don't know. She said, well, I'm, I'm hot. My head is on fire. And she continued to pray for her, and the woman walked away healed. She said, I've been healed. Thank you. Walked away. So, um, a little later in the afternoon... A non believing supervisor comes to her claiming that he often gets uh, migraines. They affect him so severely that he has to go home from work when they hit him. So she offers to pray quickly and quietly for him. And um, again, once again, he says, My head is hot. Is that normal? And she said, yes. (laughs) He's healed and goes away rejoicing. Now that's not just a cute story. That's a real story of a real event that happened regarding an evangelist right here in the state of Pennsylvania. So today I want to talk to you about Being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I intend to answer the question, why be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And what I'm about to do, no self-respecting preacher does. I'm going to give you the answer to the question right out of the gate. My intention, of course, is to tell you why being baptized in the Holy Spirit is necessary and right, and then put some meat on the bones of that assertion. So here it is, why be baptized in the Holy Spirit? If you're taking notes, by the way, I was supposed to tell you this earlier, you can do it on the app now. Uh, We do have it prepared for you on the app. If you have that electronic device and you wanna kinda follow along in the notes, you can do that and you can fill in the blanks like you used to do. But uh, we're not doing bulletins and I don't know that we'll ever go back to handing those papers out and doing that, that's another story for another time. We'll see what the Lord has up his sleeve. Here's the answer you've all been waiting for. See what we're supposed to do. Let me tell you what we preachers are supposed to do. We're supposed to set the stage, ask the question. That's what, listen, we're taught to do this. In preaching classes, they teach you to do this. Set the stage, ask the question, get them ready. And then they have to wait for the conclusion before you get the actual answer. I'm not doing that today. I'm giving you the answer right out of the gate. Here it is. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the doorway to being used by God in all of the gifts of Holy Spirit. Boom, there it is. You can write that down. Being baptized in Holy Spirit is the doorway to being used by God in all all of the gifts of the spirit. That's what the story I just related to you is about and it happened and immediately and I'm I'm asserting that it can happen with you. Turn to your neighbor right now say are you ready? <laughs> So I won't, I, I won't say it, what we did on Wednesday night, brother. It, it's happening, but uh, I won't say it. I just said it, but I won't say it. So anyway, biblical precedent for Holy Spirit baptism. Here we go. Main point number one. We're in Acts. No, we're in Luke, sorry. Luke 24, verse 45. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes. It was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised... But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Notice the setting and Jesus' opening act. I call it Jesus' opening act. What was the first thing Jesus had to do? What was the first thing outlined in that verses, those verses we just read? Jesus had to open their minds. Look at your neighbor and say, open your mind. Tell them, you better let the Holy Spirit work on you. He had to open their minds to understand the Scriptures. I want you to understand something. This is a work of the Holy Spirit. He opens our minds to understand the Word. This is a clear indicator, by the way, in this passage that Jesus is the baptizer. Holy Spirit. He's the baptizer. Um, he says, and now I will send. Hear the words? Now I will send. Those are red letters. I will send. John 20, verse 21 and 22. Jesus breathed on those disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. He's the baptizer. And while in that moment, that wasn't their moment of baptism, he is the giver. He's the sender. Since they hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet, he had to do this. Why? Because they they were about to uh, be sent out on a trial run. In John, in the passage of John, they're about to be sent out on a trial run, if you will. So he so breathed on them, because they hadn't yet been baptized. And here's the problem. And when it says that, that, that Jesus had to open their minds to understand the Scriptures, they were bound by their own understanding and teaching. You ever met anybody like that? You might be intimately acquainted with them. You are them. You, you got to have your minds open to really understand the scriptures. Jesus had to open their minds to comprehend the cross. The cross. Listen, they still didn't understand the cross, the death, or his resurrection. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand it. We're in, a, we're in Luke 24. He's already been resurrected, folks. They don't understand it yet. He's already died. <laughs> He's been in the grave three days and had all of that stuff happening. Man, they've already gone fishing. Don't, they, they did not understand yet. Disciples, here's the problem. The disciples' concept of what Jesus would do and what Jesus did were two entirely different things. (laughs) Have you ever been that place with God? You thought you knew what God was doing? Man, sometimes he'll show up and he'll do something so opposite of what you had in mind. Said anybody, anytime that's walked with God more than five years. For real. So Jesus had to open their minds on a spirit level for them now to gain an understanding of what was happening. And look now at Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom listen to those words we're in acts chapter 1 verse 6 this is still luke writing just just to help those of you a little i'm gonna learn you a little something to hear this morning luke writer of luke that one's easy but he's also the writer of Acts. So Luke has ended, and here we now are in Acts. Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Do you see that? You see what he's saying? Is the time come for you to restore our kingdom? Now you know the problem, don't you? I'm going to see how good y'all are with that camera. I'm going to move more and see if that camera follows me, if he can do it or not. Whoop. I'm going to do some bobbing and weaving this morning. So you, you what happens now is that, um, yeah, one of our guys picked up this handy device right here, hallelujah, and now we can, now I can move, so I'm saying thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so their, their, st- their minds have to be open, right? This is Luke at, uh, who is, who is writing these things, and so he's fully aware of what has happened. The disciples have seen Jesus get killed, buried, and now resurrected. And they're asking him right before he's about to be taken up. I'm saying he's about to ascend. He's about to leave them. And they're going, so Jesus, you're going to work this out so our kingdom is set up? They're still thinking that he's going to set up a kingdom on earth. I mean, why else be resurrected? Because you can really prove your case now, Jesus. Jesus. So they're still confused. Jesus had to open their minds. And how did that happen? It was the work of Holy Spirit. And he opens their minds to his authority in them. He clearly explains that they must go and do but they would only do so with Holy Spirit. So look at your neighbor right now and say, You need Holy Spirit. Stop trying to do it by, on your own. You need Holy Spirit. So he instructs them to go and wait for Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus did. He said, Go and wait. He reminds them that they were witnesses of his life, of his death, and of his resurrection. And he wants them to take that message everywhere. And how are they going to do it? With Holy Spirit. So what was about to take place? They were about to change their mode of transportation. So main point number two, mode of transport change. Jesus basically said, before y'all launch out, you need a new ride. Before Jesus leaves, here's some final words. How many of you know final words are important words? You think about what you're going to say if they're the last things you're going to get to say. Right? I mean, none of us wants to go out of this world going, ah. We actually want to say something that matters, right? So here's his final words from Luke 24, verses 50 through 53. When he had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, He left them and was taken up into heaven. So they worshipped him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. And look at the next verse. And they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. I want you to note, first of all, that he blesses them. The scriptures outline him saying this. Remember when I told you a couple of weeks ago? Actually, it's over a month ago now, how important blessing people is? These are final words. It's in the word of God. Jesus blesses them. This is a physical Word-involved event. He said to them a blessing before he departs. In fact, the scripture says as he's blessing them, he starts up. So note, first of all, he blesses them. Second, notice that they go and worship. They go and worship. In fact, they spend all of their time, it says. That's what the word says. And they spend all of their time in the temple. Look at your neighbor right now and say, they were always in church. Now look at them with that Dwayne Johnson raised eyebrow. Say, are you in church all the time? They were in the church all the time praising God. If the blessing of God, listen to me when I say this now. I know that's humorous. I intended to be humorous, but listen to this. This is important. If the blessing of God, if the joy and exuberance of powerful worship were enough, then why wait for Holy Spirit? What are you saying now, preacher? Jesus blessed them. Listen to me. Jesus blessed them. God blessed them. Jesus blessed them. And that wasn't enough. Because they still had to go and wait. Oh, it doesn't even end there. If worship... If exuberant worship were enough, then why tell them to go and wait? Because they go and worship. If that were enough, why am I telling you this? You can show up in any good Baptist church anywhere in the United States of America, pretty much. And they have good worship. Many of them. Hmm. So if powerful praise and worship weren't enough, and we've got rock and worship services across the world, but that's not enough, what's the issue? Here's the issue. There's more. So say it to your neighbor, there's more. But obtaining this more requires what, is, what I'm telling you is purposeful Waiting. Receiving this more requires purposeful waiting. The disciples take Jesus at his word, they go and they wait. This is active waiting or waiting with faith-inspired expectancy. There's a lot of words in that. But important words. They're waiting with faith Inspired expectancy. They're praying and they're seeking. Remember, their minds have now been opened by Jesus. So they can receive truth. I trust your mind is open right now so that you can receive truth. We need to stop trying to figure out spiritual things with our carnal minds. Your carnal mind won't get it. It doesn't work. I can't tell you how many times I thought I had the Lord figured out. And so here's what you gotta do. Sometimes you just simply have to act out of obedience in faith to receive the full blessing of God. And you need to hear me when I say this. Some of us us will never obtain the fullness of God because we insist on acting on a carnal level. Still trying to figure God out. See, God responds to us on faith levels, not because we have no choice or that it doesn't matter to us, but because we choose to engage God by or in faith. It's active, present action. You're acting based on something that you do not actually see. A walk of faith is a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice. Waiting, hear me when I say this, waiting is a building stage, not a time waster. If it's active waiting, faith must be active without visible results. We want our faith to work by sight. But real faith is the exact opposite of that. We want it like that soda dispenser that's right down the hall. You go up to the soda dispenser, you look at what you think you want, maybe a Coke, maybe a ginger ale, maybe an orange. You pull out your wallet, you take a dollar, you put it in there, and you push the button for that drink that you want. That's how we want our faith to work, but it doesn't work like that. Pastor Amy and I, two weeks ago, we went to read us. Can I hear a good... The angels were singing. We were rejoicing. Till I found out they didn't have any chocolate chip cookie dough bits. They missed the Lord on that one. We were enjoying our uh, Sundays. Vanilla custard. Hallelujah. And, and, When we were done with our Sundays, this is on uh, 19th and and Tillman Street. And right beside the Rita's there is a, um, out in Chevrolet has a used car lot. That's where we actually got our daughter's car. And so we enjoy walking over there just to see what's on the car lot. So we decide we're going to go over there that night. We had some more time to kill. It's about 7.30, near 8 o'clock at night. So they weren't open. So we walk over there. And what do you know? I, we round the corner and I see a 2020 4x4 Silverado, four-door, brown, chrome wheels. Thank you, Jesus. And we walk up to it. Pastor Amy has more faith than I do. That's what we're calling it. And uh, she pulled the door handle and it opens up. Brand new truck on the used car lot. Nobody's there, come on in. So we figure this is the Lord. I'm with her now, my faith's starting to envision something. We're laying hands on the dash. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's ours. This is ours. This is next. This is us. We had to envision what we don't see, because I don't see $53,000 in my bank account. And while I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that you're enjoying this story, I want you to catch the truth we must envision what we don't see and thus believe for the greater in order to receive the greater. Envision what you don't see. So this active waiting the disciples are told to do really pays off for them. So go with me to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 now. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So before I launch out on this, these verses, I wonder what we have missed out on because we have failed to actively wait. Put it all together now. What have we missed out on? Because we have failed to actively wait. Oh, we, we're we good at waiting. Well, most of you are not very good at waiting. Most of you are not very good at waiting. Just, just, Just changed cell phone plans yesterday. The whole event took us six hours. I mean the whole event. Six hours. Six hours of my life. When I got home, my wife looked at me and said, I'm glad I wasn't there. I couldn't have done that. Some of us are not good at actively waiting, and I was actively waiting. Got to transfer all of your information from one phone to another. When it takes 40 minutes, You've got this little bar that moves like this. Can you see it moving? That's how that bar moved. Anyway, actively waiting is a different deal. And here's what happens to the disciples. When I told you it pays off really big, they're thrown into immediate service. Now Acts chapter 2 again. I'm only going to read a few of the verses, 14 through 16. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you. Fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No. What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. Who told Jesus, who told Peter that? You're watching now, right? You're listening now, aren't you? Who told Peter that? It's not like they had a scroll sitting up there reading Joel. This is the work of Holy Spirit immediately in action. So here's what happens. You know the story. We just read it, though, uh, and and I, I talked about it last week, but it's noised abroad, and the word on the street is, what does this mean? I'm talking about the people on the street. What's going on up there? Something's happening. We gotta go see what's going on. You know, something's going, on. You, you have, wait, we had this just last Tuesday. It was last Tuesday because we were going to vote. I remember the, the day and, and three police cars show up in front of our house. They got my attention. They got Pastor Amy's attention. Ooh, there's three cop cars out there. What are they doing? What's going on? She's looking at me like, what do I know? I didn't do nothing. Well, and they, we, you know, nosy enough to watch them go and knock on our other neighbor's door. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and so when, when stuff like that happens, it's got your attention. So this is happening. To the people in Jerusalem, there's, it's noised abroad. Something's up there. Let's go check this out. The crowd is asking, here's a literal translation of what the crowd was saying now to the apostles or the people in that room. They're asking, what is this manna from heaven? That's the literal translation. What is this manna from heaven? What is this provision of God? Street people. Now they're all in town because Pentecost was a celebration that they had prior to the event we're reading about in Acts. And while who we hear about are the apostles we must understand there were others that would have been immediately thrown into service i said this last week if you get 3000 people saved and they're about to be baptized think about what's going to happen now and and the way god works is that he taps the shoulder of the right people at the right time under each circumstance? So this is how it would work if it were me, Pastor Mackay, and I'll say my wife, Pastor Amy. This is how it would work. We'd we'd I'd say, dude, look what happened. No, Pastor Mackay would say that. But <laughs> see, Look at what happened. These people got saved. We're ready to baptize these folks. We could do this. Pastor McKay would jump right in. She'd say something like, yes, because she's a little more organized than I am. And she would say, listen, I wrote down three things we should do. Number one, we should divide them up by according to their last name. And so, A through E, you're in this lane. F, through K, you're in this lane. Then what comes after K? let me know if you Anyway, so they did. She would go on like this, and then then Pastor Amy would come to the line and say, "Okay." This is a guy, he's 54 years old. He needs to be over there in that line because we don't want the young guys with the old guys and we don't want men with women. We want the women over there and we want the guys over there and we want to hang a sheet right down here in the middle so that they're not worried about what's going on over there. And listen, we got to have a fellowship afterwards and we're going to have chicken. It's going to be fried and I need three deaconesses to organize the chicken and I have to have 15 ushers and I got to have 25 deacons and we got to have everybody in place. That's how these things would work. And I know again, I'm using humor to describe a story and a situation, but I can assure you something like this is what happened and it was the way of God using people that he has gifted to do these things because I, like I said I'm the guy that's like wow this is a great idea we could do this but my wife is the one that says and here is how or more so how are we going to do this bud because you need so look I say all of that to say they would have been 120 people put to work on that day immediately. And frankly, you all see it in the scripture. Peter did something he had never done before. He preaches. And he doesn't just preach. He pulls out Old Testament Boom, he's got Joel right on hand. This is what Joel told us about. We don't ever see anywhere else Jesus telling Peter, listen, you're going to need to know these scriptures. Study this, study Joel, because you're going to need it. We don't hear that. Because Holy Spirit was sent for that very purpose. The crowd responds and 3,000 are saved. Look at what Acts 2, 44 and 45 says. And all the believers, all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Everyone's life was changed. Everyone's life was changed all the believers shared that's an act of god they worshiped together they shared meals together and the lord's supper in their own homes they had them in their own homes suddenly their own homes become a sanctuary all they'd ever done all they ever did in worship was go to the temple now they're in their own homes Worship had never happened in their homes. They immediately and actively engage in ministry. Look at what verses 46 and 47, the same chapter, two of Acts, say. They worship together at the temple each day. Look at your neighbor and say, they went to church every day. <laughs> Met in homes for the Lord's Supper shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. So the gift of generosity is already in action. Let me conclude today. The church is catapulted. And this catapulting is because Holy Spirit is poured out on all. It's poured out on all. This would never work if it was just a handful of people. Never worked. Still wouldn't work. Just a handful of people. We got some amazing preachers in churches, don't we? I mean, amazing preachers in churches around the world. But it's never going to happen with just a handful of people just because there's some really good talented people i'm amazed I, I, I remember an interview you can still you can see, you can view it online on youtube when stephen furtick interviews td jakes and she, he says to td jakes i'm going to give you songs from the musical hamilton i'm not kidding This is real. You can look it up. I'm going to give you song titles from the musical Hamilton, and I want you to preach me a one- or two-minute message on them. He blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Just boom. Instantaneously, work of Holy Spirit. Talented, skilled preacher. But he can't do it alone. can't do it alone. So Stephen Furtick himself, an amazing preacher, b- blowing the world open wide. What do they got, like 23 campuses now worldwide? Huge, but they still can't do it alone. They do, with all, however many thousands of people and followers they have online and otherwise, you need thousands and thousands more gifted, filled with Holy Spirit. And while anyone is capable of, ca- of amazing feats, God's plan is to use all of us. That's why it says in the scripture, they all were filled and they all were used. They all opened their hearts. They all opened their homes. They all shared everything they had. God wants to use all of us. And in spite of the t-shirt that a few of us have, Saying otherwise, he has no favorites. I have one too. God has no favorites. What are you going to do with this information now? Come on, Pastor Mackay. Since we're not yet raptured, we still have a lot of work to do. So look at your neighbor right now and say, you better get busy. You don't look like you've been raptured. You better get busy. We live in a world that is in desperate need. You can't look at what's going on just in America. But the COVID virus, prior to all of the outrage and unrest, we're in a mess. A world that desperately needs Jesus. Aren't we just as compelled to as the disciples to reach our community with the gospel message? We're just as compelled. And it further stands to reason that we need the same power and anointing that the disciples had in order to reach our community with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you stand to your feet with me? i got to ask this question down a couple of lanes. And seeing that I have already asked if you are not in a right relationship with Christ, I'm going to stick to the one primary today. If you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, and how will you know if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit? If you've never spoken in other tongues, then you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit. I know, I know there are Groups that teach otherwise. And while I clearly will tell you it's only one of the gifts and it diminishes behind some of the other gifts and its value and use, it is the doorway. So if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, never spoken tongues, then you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I want you to help me reach the Lehi Valley for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know you can do that better if you're filled with Holy Spirit. I know that He will help you. And here's the thing. I know if I were to ask right now, how many of you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, spoken in other tongues, there would be about half of you or something like that that would raise your hands and say, Yes. But then if I turn around and say to you, how many people have you won to Jesus this year? You'll be embarrassed to give me an answer, most of you. So that tells me that we are not doing all that we need to do. What we've done is we've reverted back to the, let's have a lively worship service, let's sing and praise God. And be blessed. Which if the disciples had just hung on that blessing from Jesus, they didn't get the more. But they didn't stop at being blessed. They didn't stop at lively, engaging worship. They went for the more because they knew they could only accomplish the more through the power of Holy Spirit active in their lives right now because otherwise Peter can't stand up and preach. He can't walk to the gate beautiful and say, I don't have silver, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. He had something to give because he had just been filled with Holy Spirit. You can have the same. So, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues, but you're not active, you need to turn that card around and get right with the Lord and get refilled and get refired. So you can do something for the kingdom of God. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Nobody looking around for a short moment. I want to know who's here again today. I asked it last week. I'm asking it again today. Who is here and never been filled with the Holy Spirit but wants to be? Lift your hand up. I'm not going to point you out. Lift it up. God bless you. Thank you. I only saw two hands. Well, let's do this another way. Put your hands down. Who is here? been baptized in holy spirit but know that you've not been nearly active enough you lift your hand up come on be honest with me it's time we change this thing so you're looking for a refilling so here we go you want to be filled or you want to be refilled everybody you can open your eyes i just want you to lift your hands to heaven and say lord fill me up Fill them up, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. I don't care if it's first time or if they've done it a dozen times or a thousand times, Lord. Lord, 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 fill them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Let them receive the fullness of the Spirit. Even people listening online right now, you're listening online. Lift your hands to heaven. Don't worry about who's near you. Say, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost. I want to be filled. I want to be used. I want to have uh, the ability to do what you did, what your disciples did while they walk this out on the earth. Lord, I've been too shy, been too backwards. Not immersed enough in the Word. Get afraid. Holy Ghost, fill them! Fill them! Come on, you, you already spirit-filled believers. You're praying in the Spirit now. Lift those hands to heaven. You're not trying to repeat what anybody else is saying. That's not my goal. No, you just speak what he gives you. I don't care how weird it sounds. If you're alone in your room, your house right now, you're listening to this. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him up. Now you let him turn loose. And, and, and he's going to use your tongue, your mouth. But you, and you have to speak it out. You have to speak it out. Just be loosed to do what he wants you to do. He wants you filled, and the expression of that feeling is speaking in other tongues. Fill them up, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. Right now, right now, right now. Fill them up. Fill them up. Fill them up, Lord. Fill them up. Do it, Jesus. Fill Him with the Holy Spirit. Fill Him with Your Spirit, Lord. Fill Him with Your Spirit now. Come on, it's not English, not Spanish, not a learned language. It's that unknown tongue. Come on, turn it loose. Let Him fill you. I'm out of your belly. Let it roll. (laughs) Let it roll. Holy Ghost, do your work. Do your work. Do your work, Holy Ghost. Do your work. We got a lot to do, Lord. I need people full up. I mean, tank full, ready to go. Take territory for you and your kingdom, Lord. Fill them up, Holy Ghost. Come on, those of you first-timers, just you, just your spirit, your tongue to the Lord. Don't be afraid to say what he gives you. I don't care if it's one syllable. Say that. Bless him, Jesus. Bless him, Jesus. Bless him, Jesus. Let me just take a moment for those of you that are in your homes and even those of you that are here, some who probably didn't raise their hand but should have raised their hand because they've never been filled with Holy Spirit, never baptized in Holy Spirit. You don't have to be in church to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can do it anywhere, anytime. (laughs) Just be freed and receive, just Lord, fill me. Keep saying it. Don't be afraid. Anytime, any day, any place. Hallelujah. My grandmother told me that when my aunt received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, she was in high school. And she, went to, she wasn't in the school when she received the baptism. She was at church. But when she went to school for three days, she couldn't talk in English. Try to explain that to some of your high school friends. I don't know how it's going to happen. I just know that if you ask, you will receive. Hallelujah. Let me know if God filled you with the Holy Spirit for the first time today. We like to know that bit of information that helps us as we uh, work through our figures and facts around the church. God bless you. Let people dismiss you today. Please don't just tear out. Uh, we like to do it in an orderly fashion. So fellowship in your pew for a little bit while the ushers uh, assemble and prepare to help you walk out of this place. Love you folks. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you. Come be with I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel? not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.